Welcome to another edition of From the Frontlines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. I'm here with Erina Malarkey, co-founder and CEO of Remarkably. Welcome, Erina. Hey there. Nice to be here. So let's begin today by setting the stage a little. Just how big of an opportunity are we looking at when we talk about the evolving U.S. multifamily marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So real estate, as many people know, is the largest asset class in the world. U.S. multifamily is a $3.3 trillion market. I always like to specify that trillion with a T. And conservatively, our industry spends about $10 billion each year on just advertising hard costs alone across channels like Apartments.com, Facebook, and Zillow, just to name a few. And that's just ad spend. So um, when you talk about kind of how big an opportunity are we looking at when we think about evolving U.S. multifamily marketing, you have this massive market with this huge spend and a shockingly low ROI. So it's, it's a big opportunity. Wow. Yeah. So what do you see as the transformation taking place right now with regards to marketing and multifamily and how, how is it generally perceived in the industry? So in both my perspective and from my direct personal experience, for a long time, marketing was undervalued. It was seen as the make it pretty department. Um, an unaccountable cost center, really, that you pump dollars into and don't actually know what you're getting out. Over the last few years, marketing has really evolved into this essential function. Um, And I think about it as truly a strategic, revenue-producing, predictable lever that arguably should sit as a core contributor to the asset management function, which really has brought us to this interesting place where marketing had evolved into this essential function, but was lacking essential tools necessary to do the job required. So here you have thousands and thousands of marketers overseeing billions of dollars of spend for trillions of dollars of asset value and trying to do all of it manually in spreadsheets with lagging indicators and bad data. And and people really are just rapidly realizing that this is just absolute, absolute lunacy. So you shared a little bit about what's changed. Uh, we're, we're approaching Thanksgiving. So what kind of major change do you still think needs to happen to really put multifamily marketing at the adults table, so to speak? That's right. The table we're all hoping to be seated at in the mm-hmm. upcoming Thanksgiving, or, or maybe not, depending on, on our family system. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a famous quote that many people are familiar with, which is, I know half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. And what most people aren't familiar with is that this quote is from over 100 years ago, and yet still remains painfully true in U.S. multifamily today. So from my perspective, this is where I would say enter closed-loop marketing. And closed-loop marketing is really just a fancy term for marketing that relies on data and insights from effectively closed loop reporting that actually starts to tether tactics and spend to revenue and ROI. So imagine this, if with the click of a button, you could see instantly how every single one of your marketing channels was performing. And if you were easily able to answer standard questions such as how many leads did we get from Zillow? How many leases are we getting from Instagram? And how much are we paying for them? 
And then into much more sophisticated questions, such as what is the efficiency of each of my channels through every stage of the funnel? So for instance, being able to understand which of my advertising channels produces traffic that generates the highest cancellation and denial rate. That would likely be a channel that people would want to reallocate dollars away from because it's generating unqualified traffic. Um, and then most importantly, finally closing the loop into revenue and ROI analysis by channel. So you truly know what the output of each channel is. So for instance, this might be thinking about, are you getting $800 studios from Craigslist and $2,500 two bedrooms from Zillow? Um, are you getting six months, let's say student lease terms from Instagram and 18 month lease terms from Zumper? Um, and with that, really being able to know what every single unit is worth and accurately knowing what it costs you to achieve that lease. And from there, you can then start to analyze marketing ROI, payback, and ultimately cap to LTV. And so, you know, you asked a little bit about, well, what, what's changed already and, and what really needs to happen? And from our perspective, it is this, this shift of moving marketing from being this mysterious black hole into something that really quantifiably produces returns and that that's going to be what's required to really fundamentally transform this function in our industry. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like business intelligence that managers could really use. So what are some of the big factors that are driving this move toward closed loop marketing? Yeah. So it, it used to be to some degree and, and to, to some, to some degree I'm oversimplifying this, but, but, it's fair to say that there used to be a perspective of if you build it, they will come. Uh, the market was so hot, there was so much demand that with relatively little effort, buildings could be successfully leased up and maintain 95% stabilization. This has changed for a variety of reasons. Um, so just to talk through a few of those, there are now many more marketing channels that are competing for spend. So it's become a much more ruthless digital environment. Uh, secondly, prospective residents are just much more savvy. People can sit there and compare multiple properties without ever having to even leave their couches. Um, of course, COVID has created huge movement in and out of markets. And this is being compounded by owners, frankly, who are demanding better transparency into their marketing, which is obviously this key engine in producing the performance of their multi-hundred million dollar investments. And then finally, managers are looking for ways to streamline and automate uh, what have been previously manual processes in, in an effort to sort of constantly be maximizing profit margins and, and NOI. And so when you say kind of what are the biggest factors driving this change, this has of course created a massive opportunity for PropTech to solve these critical challenges and, and correspondingly, more and more funding keeps pumping in to fuel these solutions when you think about, you know, which really makes sense when you look at what is in the current and sustained activity in the prop tech sector. And then I think lastly, what's driving this change is that thinking about best-in-class closed-loop marketing, it isn't new. Um, many other leading B2B and B2C industries have already cracked this nut. And so as real estate looks outside itself to think about how we can next maximize returns, um, and as we have industry outsiders joining the industry, we now have this really powerful catalyst for, for change. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. On the flip side, are there any obstacles that you foresee hindering this change? 
Of course, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the startup jungle without without a few good villains and challenges. Um, so there there are a few major factors. So number one, it is harder than it should be to get good clean data in our industry, generally across tech stacks ranging from property management software to CRMs to leasing and marketing automation tools and BI we don't have an open ecosystem. So people have to work really hard to get the data that they need in one place. And so what this means for, for the prop tech ecosystem is that prop, prop tech startups um, are faced with hugely expensive, complex and time consuming integrations, which means just to get a seat at the table, you have to spend a ton of money building into systems to extract value before you can really start doubling down on delivering value and features that your customers are going to love. Um, secondly, and certainly I'm not the first to say this, real estate is a laggard. Um, we are, we've been historically slow to adopt change and, and key, you know, kind of keen often to stick with the status quo, even when that status quo is spreadsheets and tedious reporting and manually access extracting data from multiple systems to, to try and answer core questions about what it's telling you. Um, and then lastly, there's just a really interesting sort of range of, of um, sophistication and knowledge of, of marketers in the industry. Some are really keen for this new world. Others kind of don't yet want to change. And while technology is powerful, it isn't magic um, and solutions only work when people use and adopt them. And so really to fundamentally transform the role of marketing in our industry, it's gonna take some work really truly for all of us in terms of how can we make it easier to get good clean data? How can we um, create education and training and awareness about what best in class closed loop marketing looks like and how can we really create sort of a a conversation and network of people sharing what works best and how we can really up-level the whole industry together. So Erina, what do you think is the biggest misconception about multifamily marketing? Are there any myths that you would like to debunk? Yeah, I've, I've spent my, my whole career in, in multifamily and marketing and analytics. And um, so it's really come to full fruition now in the form of Remarkably. Um, which is, you know, our, our multifamily marketing business intelligence solution. And, and so I've had a front row seat to really the biggest myth in my, pers my perspective, which is that marketing doesn't move the bottom line. And while, frankly, the bulk of the industry has really come to realize that marketing is indeed this essential function, um, there are still some people who think that within the grand scheme of things, marketing doesn't have that much impact, which is simply not true. So just for a few examples, the average NMHC top 50 manager has 30,000 units they need to lease every year. At an industry average cost per lease of about $600, you're talking about $18 million in annual ad spend. And that's just ad spend. We're not talking here about the team required to execute that spend. So reducing, for instance, reducing that cost per lease by only $100 produces $3 million in annual savings for that manager. And we take it even further, let's say for the same manager, they were able to improve their unique site visitor to lead conversion, the number of people who come to the website and take some action. They 
call, email, text, chat, walk in. Uh, improving that by 1% in this scenario produces over $2 million in annual savings. Uh, let's say they could take it one step further and they could improve their lead to lease uh, by only 3%. That's another $5 million in savings. And then lastly, via marketing, being able to uh, reduce occupancy volatility, if we, we stick with this example, um, you know, of a manager who has about 60,000 units total in their portfolio, reducing the occupancy volatility by about 3% via being able to leverage leading indicators, which of course marketing gives you good signals from versus lagging indicators, which truly is what occupancy is, uh, produces 26 million in cash flow. So I don't think there's any owner operator, manager or capital partner who would tell you that that doesn't matter. Um, but as marketing now kind of rightfully takes its seat uh, at the adult's table, to go back to your earlier Thanksgiving analogy, I think people are starting to really understand the, the impact that it has, and most importantly, the impact that it has on the bottom line. Wow, yeah, the numbers don't lie. So in the future, if we've all done our jobs correctly, what does marketing and multifamily look like, say, in one, three, or even five years from now? So we are we are diehard marketing nerds. So so I get really excited about this. And um, so you say, hey, yeah, what what is what does this look like? Uh, you know, yeah, one, three, and five years from now. Um, in my mind, the the function of multifamily marketing is fundamentally transformed. So things like manual data aggregation, manual reporting, manual analysis, all of that is a thing of the past. And every marketer and owner and manager knows exactly what they're getting for every penny spent and why they're spending it. And from there, of course, marketing tactics can be swiftly and easily adjusted based on what an asset needs, what inventory is available, do you have a bunch of studios or a bunch of two bedrooms, and frankly, lifetime performance of the property. Um, then being able to leverage things such as machine learning and artificial intelligence could really help power marketing for this largest asset class in the world. And from there, the ability to capture cross-owner, cross-manager, cross-platform data in a way that the industry never had um, is really exciting. So when we think about, you know, what does this look like? Um, it will be data-driven multifamily marketing, frankly, like our industry has, has never seen before. Wow, really an exciting time for multifamily operators. Thank you so much for sharing all of this information, Erina. Erina Malarkey of Remarkably.io. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a fun conversation. Thank you. Visit irem.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.